for Make Us a Mixtape. My name is Paul Farbar. I'm Marty DeRosa. And we are just music insiders, as we say. <laughs> We're going to give you all the information about music. And we ask our friends to come and give us information that we may not have in the form of a five-song mixtape. Yeah, we don't know how to communicate normally with our friends, so we do it through mixtapes. <laughs> mixtapes, uh, we're talking about the old school mixtapes on compact discs or C- cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. Um, or now kids call them playlists. Yeah, that's what me and my friends call them. Yeah. Playlists. Us millennials yeah. call us that. You boomers don't know anything about it. <laughs> and you boomers I, couldn't make a track uh, playlist or record playlist. <laughs> Boomers is the new, I like, uh, uh, Maddie Wiener has a new joke about it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, comedian, you should check her out. But right now, um, we need to tell you this. Um, first of all, if you want to be a sponsor on our show, we are actively seeking a new sponsor. Last sponsor, we, we vetted them and it turned out mm, they've had some troubles, so they're canceled. Um, <laughs> And uh, we have about five people that are really interested in in, in becoming subscribers. Wow. Or subscribers and sponsors, I should wow. say. Wow. Look at us. And, uh, you know, we will lower the price if for the right for the right company. We both yeah. have to like them. We had Spin Magazine, but uh, unfortunately they had to close their doors. Is that still a Spin? <laughs> is there still Spin.com or something? I wonder. I think they, have a, they don't have a magazine anymore. No. I don't know. Do it, they? That was did you did you like Spinner Rolling Stone? I did. Stone? I like Spinner Rolling Stone. I liked Rolling Stone. Obviously, it yeah. was. Uh, it, I remember getting a subscription. I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "This is going to be the coolest thing." And then I'm like, "This is not that cool." Yeah, I think I think I liked Spin more than Rolling Stone. I thought it was more like about the music, less about the celebs. Mm. But mm. hey, that's Good just answer. that's just me. Well, either of you companies, whoever wants to hit us up first, we we know that we can get you at least. 12 to 107 <laughs> new subscribers to your magazine. Yep. Um, and those of you that are hitting us up and people say, Hey, I want to do the, I want to do the show. Um, send us your mixtape and you will get on possibly, or we'll at least talk about your mixtape. Um, that's at Paul Marty mix at gmail.com. There you go. Right. Yeah. That's it. And, 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 and you've, you've hit me up with like, Oh, so-and-so wants to do it. And yeah. so I'm like, you know what? You got to just give us the mix and we'll we'll decide. We'll decide. And that's what happened in this case. Yeah. Do you see how I transitioned that's, there? You're, you're getting so good. <laughs> I should be back. I thought you were going to do the whole song at the beginning. Oh. what's Oh. It's yeah. time for Make Us a Mixtape. <laughs> um, Leave out the... Okay. I was going to sing the whole song, but Paul says, legally, we can't. Because <laughs> a band that doesn't play anymore was let they us haven't have contact their song. us. Come yeah, on, Promise give, Ring. Stop being just nerds. Just give us a call. Stop give being us- nerds. I was in Milwaukee the, the other day. I should have uh, went to their the house. Door. I assume they all live in the same house. <laughs> I'd like to think every band lives in the same house. And they have like a van. It's like the monkeys, mm-hmm. uh, the old monkeys movie. They yep. all live together. Or and I knock show. on the door and they open it and they go, oh shit. And we, I'm so sorry. I was going to email you back. I've been so busy. You know that move. I've been so busy. I'm so sorry. Um, What's the guy's yeah. name? What's I don't know. They're just called the Promise Ring. And they're great. And they're from Milwaukee. And that's how. That's the song that you listen to when you uh, at least... Yeah. For now, Make when you look at mix. If you like it, you should Don't listen to it. Leave out Husker Do. Favorite Husker Do song, Paul. Uh, I like when he went solo. Put something on that the cars did in 1982. Favorite cars song? Um, Just when I need it. Put on Duran Duran. Favorite Duran Duran song? Save a Prayer. Ooh. Uh, Duran Duran. Oh, and you too. Ugh. You know what? what? Uh, I shit on you two all the time. Yeah, but you do. There's one song, One Tree Hill, that I heard yesterday that I really like still. Is that what they it named that up. cool show after? 
I suppose. I think it's a Bible verse, to be honest. Oh, with yeah, probably. You should know that with all the Bible verses you have on your tattoos. So many Bible arms. verses. All right. We've wasted enough time yes, here, Mark. Let's get into it. Our guest is a very funny, uh, good friend of ours, Tim Cox. Uh, did I say that right? You did. Okay. Tim, please explain <laughs> to us when is the last time you made a mixtape for somebody? 2015. What form? Was this a, 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 a Spotify was, or something? Uh, discs. Discs. Multiple Ooh, old discs. School. Multiple. Wait, what how many? What the, what what the, the fuck's f- going on here? Yeah, what are you doing? I, uh, it was a relationship, and mm-hmm. he was moving from Philadelphia to Chicago. I was going to be uh, in tow months later, and I made him a couple discs. To listen to road driving? driving? Yeah. That's so oh, sweet. Oh, that's a cool you move. Know. But uh, You're a I, good guy. I can't even say that he listened to all of them. Uh, he, he's got Did he have a CD, his own CD drum. player in his car? Yeah. Okay, so that would be weird. Multiple disc. How many discs? He's one of those German cars, so you had to like put it in the trunk. They oh, really make it hard yeah. on you. <laughs> My dad had one of those. You know. What? Uh, yeah, uh, how many discs are we talking? Two? Two discs, yeah. Okay, please explain why discs, why why songs went on disc one versus disc two. And tell me to do that Elizabeth Town where you narrated them. Did you ever see Elizabeth <laughs> no. Town? What a piece of <laughs> shit movie. That's Great the movie, soundtrack. That's the movie I gave up on, uh, on uh, uh, what's his face? Ryan Adams. Um, no, the guy who did it. Uh, fucking Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe gave yeah. up on him, Elizabeth Town. But uh, she narrates this journey, and it's so fucking bad. I'm getting mad thinking about it. <laughs> I fucking I watched Isn't it. Isn't that Reese or something? Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Mm. I met anyway, her. Anyway, who cares, Paul? No, I'm kidding. I want to hear about I another do, time. Another time. We got a Patreon we, we exclusive. <laughs> so how do you how do you figure out to do? Is it like oh shit, they have so many songs, it's going to take two, or it's like this is going to be two day drive? Uh, well, no, I just went into one of those like manic, you know, clicking on songs, mm-hmm. uh, phases. And I just saw what the aggregate was and essentially made it to Did discs. you plan it ahead? No, I just went through my library. I was a big iTunes guy for the longest time and spent money on music. And now I'm a Spotify person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just went through based on, uh, the theme of either moving and love. So oh, it was nice. kind of like, you know, it wasn't, you had a first wasn't, it wasn't too saccharine. It was, uh, you know. But there was a there was a rhyme to the in terms of where you put songs, right? At least first and last. Yeah. Okay. In terms of, you can't just be like all of a sudden you got a mellow song then you put "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus. Right. That yeah. just won't work. Bit of a <laughs> continuity, right? Like at a school dance, you got to mainly upbeat and then slow it down every once. Is music while. was music an important part of the relationship? It is, but he's an immigrant, so I mean, the music he listens to—it's like we expose each other to completely different genres. What country? Uh, the Philippines. So okay, they're like—it's like so much of the classic, like kind of crooners and love songs. Wow, it's definitely not. They. I forgot what country it is. Mister Big is like. You remember that band <laughs> that just to be, with be you? the next? They're like gigantic there. It could be the film. Yeah, I was going to make my joke speed. about Marcy Playground. It might have been be them. Mal- Malaysia, maybe. Somewhere they're like huge. huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were going to what? Well, because I do that joke about when we opened for Marcy Playground. Yeah. But I was like, I felt bad because like they're coming back. to t- They're still touring. Oh, but nice. I was going to cover change the name to Mr. Big. <laughs> no, man. Because they're more hated than Marcy Playground. Are they? Well, I mean, 
I don't know. I feel like I lied a couple times. That was my favorite song when I was in fifth grade. What? Sex and Candy? No, just to be oh. next to be with you. I always <laughs> thought they looked like Nelson, or the lead guy did. No, the lead guy had beautiful brown hair. Brown the hair? The Nelson not, boys were blonde. blonde like, he looked like the girl on um, Freaks and Geeks, if she curled her hair a little bit. Okay. He was a beautiful boy as well. Yeah, he was a, a one of those beautiful boys. And you were like, <laughs> What's the okay. second song they had? They did have a second uh, kind know. of song. Maybe. Sure. I get them mixed up with Extreme, too. So. Yeah. But Okay, so you made the two song, two album, two CD for for your guy to, for the road. Did you ever... He, you don't know if he listened to it or not. I think he I think he did, but... Uh, no comment? He didn't say, I really like song seven? He, what was that? He commented on a couple of them, but man, I, I, it's hard to recall which ones stood out to him. Because I, I remember getting here and seeing it on the back seat of his <laughs> yeah, car. Like, oh, you know, yeah, listen, yeah. It's just not his Sure. You know And that's if you don't want to cup of tea. If you don't want to do something and especially if you're trapped in the car, like if you're home, you're like, Yeah, yeah, I'll put your album on <laughs> and then you can just put it on while you do other stuff. But in the car it's just like, oh man, I really Long gotta listen to all too. these yeah. songs. You know you can skip. There's a skip yeah. button on those and German cars. <laughs> sure there is. <laughs> it's a rotary. Well Paul, <laughs> one thing we're not gonna do is skip this first song. Okay. And it is by Smokey Robinson and the, uh, what's his band called? The Miracles. And the Miracles. Let's play and, a little uh, bit of it. That's your first song that you put on the mixtape. It is. Oh, yeah. Classic. You really got a hold on me. He not like this song. He didn't like this song. No, I'm just he saying like anybody. This song. Yeah, yeah. And this, okay. this song was on the the mix as well. Actually. Nice. So I think it's the so, one song from this mix oh, that was cool. on that mix. So what? What's the? Why is this on your five song mixtape? This. Well, I'll just. The inspiration for this entire playlist was, was basically. That was my. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, right. I'm on the the uh, the, the volume tonight, deal. Yeah. It was an abrupt one. It's it's just the phone, you know. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't let him behind the. Sorry. The door. The sound engineer. <laughs> what's our sound engineer's name? Brian. Brian, our sound engineer With, in the booth. Yeah. I just threw my co- my cup of coffee at the at the sound, at the window. We had to get him a job after you fired him from being part of your posse. Yeah. Okay. Back Sorry, to the Tim. So don't, why don't is this apologize. song on the list? This was probably the earliest band I got acquainted with uh, because being in the car with my mom, she's a big Motown person. Ah. So music. This you grew up in Philly? Philadelphia, okay. suburban Philadelphia. Uh, but we like the Motown sound. Motown the sound Philly, of Philadelphia sure. is almost as good. Motown Philly back again. ABCBBD. Uh, <laughs> but I probably knew the lyrics to every Smokey Robinson song and Joel nice. song growing up. Like we would sing them in the grocery store when we were in tow with our mom. Wow. And people would, you know, if if we had smartphones back then, I probably would have been exploited on the internet by my oh, parents. Oh, yeah. Like, look know. at this kid. Yeah. The, but Smokey was, uh, and then I just, in hindsight, making this, this uh, mix, picking what is currently one of my... You know, you still favorite songs it. by Smokey. Yeah, I still listen to Motown was pretty there, often. Was there a theme to all five of these songs in any uh, as a whole? Kind of, uh, basically a timeline from my earliest memories, which would be Smokey and probably being like four or five years old, into my early college years. I kind okay. of stopped there, so kind of like youth and in 
through my formative up. years growing up. Did exactly. you have any embarrassing musical phases that you look back now and go, oh boy? Well, in college, I was really into the gay club scene. So okay. yeah, I guess things that would be uh, inspired by crystal meth and ecstasy. Cool. The, cool. The, the kind of music that if you're like, sober, uh, you're not really listening to a nine minute jungle version uh, of like a prayer. Exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not was, a, exactly. Those sure. things. Just exist. remixes, you mean? Like remixes, those remixes exten- from the and extended remixes. Yeah. That this is in Philly? You went to This school? was in Washington, oh. D.C., oh, you cool. know, when the wheels uh, fell off proverbially. <laughs> what year was this? This was uh, 01. 01. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was oh, there yeah. for 9 11. What happened on 01? Oh, yeah. 9 11. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, why I, that's when I think fun stopped, uh, but that's just me. Well. So you were. Uh, so that was that. That was when you were just partying your ass off in college. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess a slow, a slow uh, slip on on that slope uh, to throw a lot of SLs at you. Um, SLs. Yeah, that was just like alliteration. SL slow slip. Oh, they say words that start with SL. Yeah. It would be SL. Oh, S- yeah. Slow sure. slip. Slow sure. slip. But SS sounds a little into more a sloppy life. Dirty. Yeah, and so. You know, I came out of the closet, and you go to the clubs. It's just like oh, in phase two. Okay. Yeah, that's phase two. Yeah, sure. Like just that's like yeah. finding your, your family just takes you there. That's like yeah, yeah you know, right. They, they just wish they pack you yeah, a lunch. Yeah. you got your brown bag. These older men will look after you. Go in there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Did you ever like uh, back in the day be watching like a music video? Like we mentioned, like the guy from Mr. Big, and you'd be watching a music video and be like, hey, "This is a pretty good video." And you're like, "Axl Rose is uh, kind of a cool dude." I kind of want to kiss Axl Rose. Like, did you have those those thoughts with? Not like, uh, not for like Axl Rose. Although he <laughs> sure. was like, he was. Like I just used him as a guy, guy I thought was hot. No, that's good, but it brings up like, like, he was probably my inspiration for getting tattoos. Like, Ooh, early nice. on, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. Like, my friend had that tape, and you know that was like second grade for me or something. Yep. And it was, you know, I'm like, I this is. My my jam, you know, and he had then good tattoos back in the but day. But yeah, when it comes to music videos, because it's definitely the MTV generation. Yeah, uh, mom yelling at you for watching MTV. But to be honest, it would be like a Madonna video, the okay. ones directed by David Fincher. Sure, like, express yourself. The guys Absolutely. that had those construction guys. I certainly probably, uh, you know, yeah, notice them. <laughs> oh, the dancers, you mean the dancers, oh, and, gosh, and, and it's really actually those videos are. Shot pretty well. Yeah. You know? Adventure. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. was the video with, uh, uh, Oh, like a prayer was the one where it's the guy being accused and there's like fire and everything. Is that yeah. Adventure? Yeah. And then she, no, he no, did, that uh, was the, that he was did, the, he did Vogue and express herself. Oh, who yeah. did that one? That one's one. Not I don't know. know. I mean, usually they were all like, if it was Madonna, it was like a big, a big name person. That was, it was going to be a big Pepsi tie in. And I remember watching that cause back in the day, do you remember when like videos would come out? And it would be a big thing, like especially Michael Jackson, yeah. Madonna. I don't know if anybody oh. else would. I mean, like Guns N' Roses would be like, Friday on MTV, we're going to play it at 4 yep. o'clock. Yeah. That was big. But Madonna and uh, Michael Jackson, they superseded all that. And their videos would debut on a network, ABC, NBC, right. Fox. And I remember with the Madonna Like a Prayer, I think it came on maybe like after The Simpsons or something on Fox. And it was going to be a big tie-in with Pepsi and everything. And they played it, and there was like a black Jesus, and she kissed him. And I remember my dad was mad. And I just remember <laughs> yeah. he was like, what the fuck is it? And I was like, pretty Whoa. dark. Yeah. And it was like Pepsi was like, yeah, no, nah, we're not, this can't, we can't do a thing with this. 
Yeah, so. it, it was. Uh, yeah, and then she was also like not wearing a bra too, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she I mean she she had that brown she hair would, looked good. Yeah, she I looked, looked hot. Yeah. I, I definitely. But oh, then there was the Michael Jackson one when he uh, after the end of Black and White when he smashes the car and grabs his he grabs his crotch yeah. and everybody yeah. was like out on the roof of the car. That was definitely on Fox with Macaulay Culkin and yeah. George yeah. Went. George Went. Turn that music <laughs> down. Forgot about George Went being yeah, a Chicago alum and Slash played the guitar in that. Yeah, Black and White. He played the and that's on Beat It. It was Van Halen, right? It was Eddie Van Halen. Eddie he Van Halen. thought he was just like, I don't want any money for that. They're like, no, but you like help make the song. He's like, nah, no, I didn't care about. It. I don't know. He, yeah. he didn't think it was really? a big deal. And I don't, I, I don't know if because he, he like knows nothing about music. Eddie Van Halen knows nothing about any other music. bands at all. And uh, I think they were just like, this is going to be like a pretty big hit. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't even know. Like Michael Jackson is. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> really? And he just doesn't didn't care. Who's too busy was with Valerie Bertinelli? The one directed by Scorsese, or was that bad? I think uh, it was bad. Beat. I, uh, Actually, no, Beat it was the one with like the knife door. Yeah, yeah. that was Scorsese, was Scorsese to me. Oh, was? I don't yeah. know. Who knows? Hmm. Uh, someone at home is yelling, and you know what? Thank you. Thank you for being an active <laughs> participant in this podcast. We should probably look it up. Okay. I think yeah, you nothing, can look that up. But uh, with Smoke, going back to Smokey Robinson, um, do, do you watch like a lot of those documentaries on like Motown and stuff? Uh, I, I don't, uh, but I actually was just at an exhibit at the Lyndon B. Johnson presidential library okay. and they had the whole Motown uh, a, a thing on, on that. And Smokey was, you know, I think Barry Gordy's first, the boss sign, yeah. you yeah. know, but for the record, it was bad. There you go. It was, it was bad. Right. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Except your who, who directed uh fat by weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they had a. That was at the Lyndon John in Austin. Yeah, in Austin. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty cool. My first presidential library, but Motown is still, you know, all that stuff holds up. Yeah, I mean, you have to be in the right mood for it. But I don't know if you're in a, if you're in a bad place, you put on Motown. Yeah, you, you know what I like. Turn you around. I like being in a, a bar. I love uh, drinking in bars with nobody in there, barely, just like me and one other person, maybe. And uh, like, if a good Motown song comes on, ooh, I love it. You find yourself, you're singing it at the yeah. bar, right? It's great. It's, it's just great. It just feels right. No, that, you do make a good point that like you can't not listen to it if you're in a unless you're in a bad place. But if you are in a bad place, it makes it worse. I think certain songs, like I think of like not this song. You really got a hold of me. It's kind of a positive song. But there's a lot of those songs. Those lyrics are and Motown are pretty dark. They'll cut you like a knife, Paul. They'll cut you like a knife. Yeah. Is that our next song by Ryan, it, Ryan Adams? It, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Unfortunately, even, it's not. Even though he's problematic, I, I'm a big Ryan Adams oh, fan. Oh, no, no, no. no. We're, I meant yeah. cut like, cuts like a knife. Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian Adams. Adams. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. Paul mentions Ryan Adams on every yeah. episode. If, oh, if we were doing right. tropes on this podcast, Brian that, Adams that is mentioned. one of Paul's. Yeah. Paul mentions Ryan Adams. And he goes, I mean, it's like, I like him. I know he did bits. I like him still. And, I you know, That's exactly how he sounds. Um, two guys who have never done anything bad ever, uh, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, <laughs> cancel proof, never uh, slept with underage girls or anything like that. Uh, here you go. No here's, drugs. Uh, here's a Wild Horses by Rolling Stone. Song number two on the Tim Cox Network. Top five. This is easily one of the top five uh, Rolling Stones songs for me. Marty? Yes. <laughs> no? Well, I don't want to talk over the song. 
No. No, we've already done the... the I feel like on the message boards, that's what people say. I talk over the songs too much. <laughs> in our in our chatter. <laughs> that's the word on the streets. The fan club. Less talk, more Dickie Betts is what they're saying. Or Dickie... Barrett. Dickie Barrett. Dickie Betts is Almond Brothers. Yeah, so, this is a good one. I, this is a tape that I had. Uh, I was driving my sister's car while she was away at college. And... Um, I had this tape and another, a couple other tapes in there. So you just like, you know, you have a car sometimes yeah. and the, the, the tapes or the CDs in there are just what you listen to. Yeah. I don't know if the radio didn't work or something. Uh, it was one of those um, tapes that was like yellow, pink, and like aqua blue. You ever remember those mixed, those, oh, those blank that, tapes? It was a blank tape. Yeah, it was a blank it was tape. A copy. And, uh, and I remember listening to the song all the time. And uh, when, when my girlfriend broke up with me, Kate, she broke my heart. And I would play that song all the time and drive around and listen to it. So it was a mixtape that you found? Yes. But not, not it wasn't a mixtape. It was the Sticky full, it was the full oh, yeah. album. It was which album stick, was it, though? Because this song's always oh, on Sticky yeah. Fingers. Yeah. Which is a great album. Sure. So. But I would always listen to that song. 71. Is that wow. right? You know that this, but this song... It was written by the Stones, but it came out the year before by the Flying Burrito Brothers, which is also a great version. I picked this song because... But they wrote it for... The they wrote it, right. yeah. Wow. And, and Keith then, Richards talked about that in his book, I think, because he used to party with that guy. Graham Parsons. Graham Parsons, from yeah. From Birds. Yeah. So wow, all those dudes. I was always, always, always blown away in people who would write songs for other people. Uh, like you hear like, oh, that's a good song. That Prince wrote that, or whatever. Yeah. It's, always, it's always pretty fascinating who wrote songs. And then hear them do it, it's like, oh... Totally yeah. different. Like that Natalie Imbruglia Torn. That's like another woman song. Oh, and, I didn't uh, know that. Her singing it, I finally heard it, and I was like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. Natalie Great Imbruglia. song. She's gone. Howard Stern was just talking about that song. I think she's coming yeah. back. Like, is she? She's an Australian soap star. She was when okay. that song came out. That was a out. great song. I Dude, I remember seeing it. that. That's always weird, too. When she they was played, very attractive. They played it on, I think, 120 minutes, like once, and then they were like, oh, everyone else likes it. We can't play it on here. It's, it's yeah. so wild how that would happen. Did you ever hear the, uh, a lot of people cover this song, but my favorite cover of this, and it ended up being a commercial, I think, was the Sunday's version of oh, it. Yeah, the 90s. It's yeah, probably, and they yeah. were also, that's what reminds me of Nelly and Bruce. The Sundays, that you and me. Summertime. Summertime. But their first album had, it was a, this was the last song on that, and it's, it was a great album. I'm yeah. a huge Sundays fan. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they were like my jam. I just remember that one song. They would play at my that work was, at Einstein Bagels when I worked there. We used to cover that in my band, Shoeshine Boy. And it, I, got, I was excited. because oh, Paul Trope. Mentioned his old band. <laughs> Paul Trope. Shoeshine Boy. And it's a, it had a wah-wah pedal. It's the only time you can use a wah-wah. Wow. And, uh, oh, with that wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-w
yeah. still my favorite. Okay. Uh, but you know, like the Beatles, they had those specials about the Beatles anthologies. They were yes. airing on like ABC oh, yeah. in the nineties. Yep. Yep. So well, they was, remixed that in, whole thing. In. So they had that grade. one song. Uh, so, shine like a bird. Some, some of the bird. Fly free as a bird. Yeah, free, free as a bird. bird. Yeah, yeah. And and so I got into the Beatles through that whole like pop culture resurgence. Um, but certainly over time, I'm definitely probably more of a Stones guy. Yeah. But Zeppelin is certainly you didn't you, my wheelhouse in terms of classic rock. But but you didn't you did your family didn't your mom didn't get you into that the classic. No, rock my dad didn't listen to a lot of music either. Like I thought about putting something on that would pay homage to my dad. He listened to a lot of like classic country, but I remember like, he, like one of the only tapes he had in his van was Leon Redbone. Oh, wow. Like, you know, that? You know, I don't like, even know who that is. It's an old, old timey fucking country. Guy? He kind of like any bluesy sounds country. a little like the, um, singer. Is it, does he, did he work with ZZ top at all? You know, that's, you know, Oh, you're talking about how, Leon, how, Leon, how, uh, how. you know, that's yeah, Leon, that's, the other Leon, Leon white, big van. But, uh, no. That's the only other Leon I know. Oh, oh, yeah, you know, like yeah. that's like Leon Ray. Like, oh, that's voice. you. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad was not Leon Bridges. Or no, Leon Russell is who I'm thinking. Of. Okay. From uh, he just died. A, yeah, but I do like, like those singers long... where you're like, I don't even know what you're singing about, but everybody's great. <laughs> yeah. See, one of those. But uh, no, my mom was the musical influence in terms of my parents, and then I have ten older siblings, so I certainly. Wow. That's what I mean. I'm like, I could have. Who they didn't introduce I could have. I could have made playlists for each of my siblings. Who were the? Oh my god! So ten did you get all like, first, first. Yeah, and I have twelve steps. total, so okay. ten older. Were yeah. there so many different Jesus. musical tastes and and music being played in the house all the time? Yeah, vinyl. Damn. I mean, any car ride with depending on the sibling. It's, How do you fit in a you, fucking car? What kind of car was this? The van. My, my dad had a like one of those long vans. You oh, know, fuck yeah, big, like and my mom line. had a minivan, oh, okay. like the first minivan that came out. Were the, kids out of the house by the time you got older? Was it one of those deals? Yeah. I mean, I think by the time I was kind of. Do you have like older brothers or sisters that are just kind of like not? I mean, obviously your brother and sister, you love them and stuff. But do they feel like aunts and uncles because it's like they were H-wise. out of the house while you were like a kid? Because uh, I know people who are like, oh, yeah, I my they have like. 10 kids and they're like my brother was 20 when i was born i'm like are you like brothers still yeah. i mean do you feel like brothers or do you feel like that's your uncle <laughs> no i actually we i i feel more change. like siblings you okay. know, but certainly when i was little like my eldest siblings were in college and getting out of college so okay. like when i was little like my sister and her you know now husband like they would you know we go have sleepovers with them when they were like 26 27 yeah. and okay. but they still felt like siblings they did not feel that's like but they, much, would there be a lot of parties and stuff at the house with oh all, yeah i mean man that sounds that's, so fun what's the age age gap between terribly the irresponsible and parents, yeah i would imagine you know, so Look at a lot of kids drinking they, parties yes I, I would fill up like cups for high school kids Dude, of beer when i, I was remember like six years old my like, cousins my was, cousins would party and i remember going over there one time and i was just like going down in that smoky basement. I think it was a graduation party and the parents must have been like, if you're going to drink, just do it here. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember like walking down and hearing some like fucking just some like Def Leppard or something and being like, oh yeah, sign me up party. for this. Yeah. And I was like, I was, I, I was just like, nah, I was hooked. I was in. Yeah, our house What's, was the after prom graduation mm-hmm. house. 12 kids. Every uh, year. Essentially. And then it's like the precedent that was set by all the older siblings, we, all use that to our to argue our case. Well, they to got have, it to have exactly. Yeah. How many? What's the age gap between the youngest to the oldest? It's twenty years. So, so you're and you were 
so what's the your next oldest sibling is how many years older than you she was born in 79 so like three three years okay so every three years it sounds like no well over 20 no that every the biggest gap there is is between myself and my older next oldest sister because but everyone there, else is closer there was one stillborn after okay. her and then everyone else is like almost like a year a year to two max because 13 kids 20 years you know pretty much 1.5 years all purpose pretty quick <laughs> all all but no accidents then none of these were accidents I no assume. my mom wanted 12 so maybe the 13th was an accident huh, huh. Man. so you guys just advanced no cars huh <laughs> we had a toyota celica <laughs> I, that see my, uh, there. I had a toyota celica that was that, my car yeah was it a fast car paul it was it was fast in my mind <laughs> which brings go. us to our next song that's right tracy chapman fast, fast car, car. Mm, this is a good one. I gotta say though, every time I hear the beginning, I think of nice and smooth. Yeah, sometimes I rhyme slow. Sometimes I rhyme quick. Quick. That would have been a good bit back in the day. Being like, yeah, this Tracy Chapman stole that song from Nice and Smooth. <laughs> I don't even know what Nice is and Smooth is. Hip hop group. Yeah. We'll close the show with that. All right. Why is this on here? Besides that, it's great. Yeah, I do. I love Tracy Chapman. I love this album. I had it on CD. Like, like I think probably many of us, like the car was the place where music was often consumed. Like in terms of like yeah. when you're a child, like getting in the car, getting a ride somewhere. And I remember taking my sister to college, being in the car for the trip, and she put the the tape on the and whole yeah, Tracy Chapman, which is a great album. So it, the rest of the album good. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Really? Okay. Baby, can I hold you? Is like is such a good talking about a revolution. Talking about and, a revolution. And, you know, very. There's a cover on there too. I want to say no. Maybe mm. I'm wrong. The Maybe. other day, I don't know why I looked up uh, this. I put Tracy Ch- in YouTube. I was watching just music. Sometimes when I get real trashed, I watch music videos. I love coming home. Like this is when my girlfriend's like, "Ah, you're drunk as shit." Because I just come home and I put on. <laughs> I play all music videos, <laughs> and uh, and I'll I'll do like best of 120 minutes or just like a bunch of like old country videos I love. And, um, and we saw fast car and I was like, I wonder like, cause I, I like listening to artists do older songs now. Cause they've clearly like changed it up a little bit yeah. and it's like never the same. It's always kind of like either to. faster or slower or whatever. And, um, and she was, she's great. She has long dreads now. She was yeah. real cool. And, uh, she's man, still so good. So that album, there wasn't a cover. I was wrong, but there were so many bangers. On really? That. Yeah. A- Talk about a revolution starts the album. Fast cars Two, across the lines, which was really good behind the wall. Don't remember that. Oh, I think that was it's a about domestic song. Yeah. abuse. It's a domestic it's- abuse song. Which one? It's just a conversation called behind the wall. Oh yeah. Where it's like, I feel like there was a couple of those songs. Like, isn't that my name called- is Luca. I live on the second her. floor. <laughs> that, but that was about, uh, that, about yeah, that era. Violence. It was Tom's like diner. Uh, Tom's Diner. Yeah. You probably heard the club remix of that one yeah. at the at the club. Baby, <laughs> can I hold you? Great song. <laughs> Mountain of Things. I don't remember. She got her ticket. Why? For my lover, if not now, for you. Yeah, it was a it was a, it's a great, a great album. album. It came it's out a, in nineteen eighty eight. Wow. This was the this was the second or third CD I bought. I remember. Did you yeah. think she was going to have a bigger career than she had? Do you think, did she think she was going to be more famous and like more in our? In our world, she—you forget how big she was. No, no, not I, even after this album. I know, she I had know. another. She had couple, a new beginning. I which thought was, uh, blew up that, too. That one song. Did she win um, best new artist? I assume she. Give won me best one new reason. Was on. Give me one reason oh, to stay song. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. huge. 
she came back with that one. She had a couple. Um, there were a couple albums after that. Too okay. That came I just out. felt like there's certain artists Crossroads. where I was like, oh, they're going to be like the biggest thing. And I thought she was going to be like, and I know, I know she had a great career, Paul. I'm not arguing with you, but I'm saying I thought she was going to be like one of the like beasts of music. Yeah. Like the Bengals. No, I don't know. No, I mean like like uh, I thought she was going to be like a, a female Bruce Springsteen. I thought, but I was young, hmm. you know. I thought she had the goods because I felt like there was a moment where every once in a while I thought I think I was very impressed by more like um, singer songwriters when I was a kid. Yeah, like versus like oh yeah Motley Crue, but then it's like which I thought were awesome, but then I would see like the video for Fast Car and I'd be like oh I think she's more like of an artist than yeah. Motley Crue. Yeah, she. I mean, she had credibility. She had credibility as a singer. Street cred with fifth grade me. She, she did cover yeah. "Stand By Me." I was right, it, but it was on the Greatest Hits album of okay. 2015, 215. Nice. But she was big on that. You know, that '90s was like Lil Fair. Dude, mean, she made that. That's like, my trope. I, I mean, talk about well, they should bring that back you know, every fucking episode. She was on that. I think so. She had she to was, have been. Uh, yeah, had with, to have been. Who was the very Indigo Girls? Yeah, you know who Sarah else McLaughlin? I thought. Katie Lang, and this, I feel like this is such a song of like. Who's the or this episode is like who sang that one song, but uh, that one lady who was in Arrested Development and she did that. I know what you're doing here, Desiree. I know, no, 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 no. That was no. you gotta be big. Yeah, yeah gotta right. Be big. You gotta be. Big. I, I know uh, who you're, I know the song you're talking yeah. about. She had big hoop earrings. Yeah, more, and like, I think she had short hair. Yeah, right? yeah. I hello? know what you're no. doing here, but uh, yeah, there were all those <laughs> bands. I, I don't know what's going on. Why? Why isn't there a Lilith but, Fest? I don't know. Why? I, she wasn't. I don't America, know. tell me why there isn't a Lilith Fest. You know what? Lilith Fair. Lilith first Fair. Uh, if that's my, yeah, I'm getting old. I call we'll it the Lilith Fest. We'll oh, it. So here's the Molten. performers. The uh, Tracy Chapman was on there. Okay, good call. Cheryl Crow. Yes. Jewel. Yes. Paula Cole. Yes. Suzanne Vega. Listen, Mary, you ladies are not all going to get asked back when I relaunch the Lilith Fair. Okay. <laughs> Mary That's Chapin. Just, why is it only ladies? Oh, I guess it has to be. That's, well, we can have some non-binaries on there, too. Non-binaries. Like but no I men. like that. But no men. Fiona Apple. Yeah, she's welcome back. I didn't yeah. know she was on Fiona, that. come on she's back. Great. A young Fiona Apple was on that one. Title. Great album. Who do you got? Great album. Joan Osborne. The Cardigans. Yes. Amy Lou Harris. Lisa yes. Loeb. Indigo Girls. Sean Colvin. Yeah. Meredith Brooks. Yes. I'm a bitch. Yes, Paul. We know. Tracy Bonham. Paul just wanted to say the B word. <laughs> Tracy Bonham. That was a mother, mother. That's yeah. a great song. That's a fun song. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, Dude, you're right. Mother, mother, mother. Mother. She's, I'm doing fine. Is she related to the Bonham of uh, John no, Bonham? No. No. Come on, man. Uh, India Ari. And oh, shit. India. Is, is that, that her? Saying? E- e- no. Nah. Nellie Merchant. Second stage. Oh, look at all these second stage I bands. I bet there was some... some and what year was this? This is 1997. Uh, second stage, September 67. They, they were really, talent. really good. I, I did a show with them. Um, but um, the only names that you would recognize from this would be Juliana Hatfield. Yes. Yeah. Susanna Hoffs. Abra Moore. Madeline Peru. I don't know who that is. She had uh, she had that hit song that was kind of annoying. What oh, song? Boy, you don't remember? Oh. Tell me the song and I'll tell you what it is. <sighs> Hold on. Do you Madeline Peru. Madeline Peru. Like hey, French. Uh, right? Dion like, Ferris is the I know what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Madeline Peru. Oh, well, here. I'm pretty sure she was in Arrested Development. Bye, bye, love. 
know. I think a lot of people were. I'd like to think. I'd like to <laughs> there think. Was like, Paul was one of those groups with like 12 people. Dude, I loved it. Yeah, when they won like the yeah. best new artist, I think like, like 50 people came on stage. <laughs> they had that old guy who did like, ah, ba, ba, da, ba, da, da, ba, da, da. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love it. I love a band with an old guy in it who's just kind of like their spiritual. I think he Doing was like. scat. Yeah, I think he was like the spiritual advisor of the group or something, which I fucking love. That's so fun to me. Like, I God, love when people get, was like... was Mr. Wendell? He... No, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Like, yeah, no, this is actual Mr. Wendell. He would hang out by the Walgreens, and now he's my spiritual advisor. Oh, Don't Stay to Dance Me to the End of Love. Was that the name of the song? What are you talking about? Madeline Prue. Hey, man. This is not no, this is the bells. intro to Frasier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was on the second scrambled stage. Scrambled eggs. Nice. <laughs> Remember so, Kay's Choice? Yeah. Oh, this is just like... That song this is hits just, me. That, so this that, is just Gen Xers just know. fucking playing, those, playing Remember This. The <laughs> 90s, the, the 90, late 90s, early aughts with the uh, female vocalists. Was, there were so many yeah, good sure. ones. Do so you, many. Is that was, do they play that on, on uh, Sirius yeah. XM? And, and, the, and, the, uh, and I guarantee they play this song too. We were merely freshmen. Oh, yeah. The Verve. <laughs> the Verve, yeah. Not the Verve pipe. Out, the Verve. Greatest thing that come out of... No, it, it is the Verve pipe. No. The freshman verb. is... No, the Verve is bittersweet stuff is that, to me. Oh, really? Is that right? And the uh, Verve pipe is oh, the guess. other one. I always okay. see I always Greatest mix things them that come up. out of Grand Rapids. Right, and Bittersweet Symphony was to go back to the Rolling Stones. Yeah, they, Weren't they, they sued? They, they, they just or did, did a they thing. they just finish this? No, no, no. Well, kind of. They finally did a thing where the Stones are like, "You can have some royalties for that now." Like we've gotten our, we've made our money back on that. Yeah. Song. That's such a in the legal world that was a great case because it was the symphonic version. Yeah, it was the symphonic version that they took of bit of of uh, what song? Bittersweet was it? Symphony. Yeah. No, I thought the song is called something else, but it's oh um, oh shit. Okay, you're right. Keep talking. I'll but anyway, um, and so it was like a it was a derivative work of a derivative work from a legal standpoint. I was like. There was no precedent for it, and and the verbs were just like we just thought it was cool, like. Uh, huh. Yeah, they did a yeah. It was a symphonic version of what's of. That? Let me find out. Oh, that's not. It. <sighs> yeah, nothing if we're not accurate. This is where we say, need an. Intern. I thought it was a cover, and then I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. Like they obviously would. The Stones would obviously have a case. They didn't license the so. Cover, but uh, it was based off of an orchestral cover of the Rolling Stones song "The Last Time." The last time, yes. and involves some legal controversy surrounding a plagiarism charge. Uh, as a result, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards were added to the songwriting credits, and all the royalties from the song went to the former Rolling Stones manager, Alan Klein. In April 2019, this has just happened. Uh, Jagger and Richard signed over all their publishing uh, for the song to the Verve. So oh. that's cool. I think they finally were just like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> After no one's no longer mm. downloading. Remember that it? video where that dude yeah. was just walking, bumping oh, into people. Right, so Love good. it. That was yeah. the intro song to our. Uh, we had a uh, public access backyard wrestling show in Indiana, and that was the theme <laughs> song of uh, Tri Town Championship <laughs> Wrestling. The Verve sued Matchbox Twenty for ripping off that video. Really? No, but it was like that's the awesome. same video. <laughs> that's that, fun. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> Very similar videos. Very with, uh, fun. That's, I, oh, yeah. I would say that that's like the black leather jacket yes. walking around like Do an alley. Really, yeah. Do you know that yeah. look? I I chased that look so hard that that uh, that mid nineties look of the like or no 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 like a sleazy leather jacket, black or brown, 
and then a big collared shirt over it. Like Brad Pitt would always wear it to like oh, movie previews. Oh, tight, yeah. tight jacket. Tight jacket, big collar. Oh, fuck. Well, they had those that. long leather jackets for a while. Too. Yeah, they'd wear those, but that Black. was like, and they'd all wear those in those videos because that dude's like, wearing yeah, it. Yeah, the, the, the Joan Jett Art, style yes. leather yeah, jacket. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that song, and I like will the say. The John Travolta I'm, I'm disco you, shirt. I'm still chasing that look. <laughs> I, got, I think I could pull it off. I think I can. I'm surprised that that song hasn't made it on a, a list yet because I, I, I would. I would venture to guess on the on a on a on a mixtape. Oh, 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 yeah. Bittersweet Symphony is is easily they made it on Girl Talk. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. Do you ever do you ever listen to Girl Talk? What's Girl Talk? It's a DJ does mashups of uh, songs. Oh yes, and, yes, yes. And yeah, I. It's one of those where it's like it was in my car back in the day, and I would listen to it so much. And now when I hear a song that was on that, I'm assuming at the end it's going to go into the next song on the Girl Talk <laughs> thing. And this is one, Bittersweet Symphony is one of them where it's, as it's it doing in. it, then it goes like, beat the pussy up, beat the pussy up. You know that song? And it's just like, oh, oh man. Any of these it's a, songs. wait till you see my dick. That song. Mash and uh, Yin Yang Twins. And uh, and it's just like, I, I when I hear the song without <laughs> being Girl Talk album, I'm just like, beat the pussy up. <laughs> so going back to uh, Fast Car. This is basically an homage to taking your sister to school, and uh, and you, but you still listen to Tracy Chapman or no? Yeah, and then it's a song that you know, like you being at that age, you you mentioned how like this is an artist or whatever, but like that's one of the first musicians I probably heard and was like, man, these are songs can be much more uh, have much deeper meaning and 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 even yeah. You Why know, are we being so mean to Motley Crue today? Fuck them. Did we talk about, were we on the, were we recording when I mentioned that Vince Neil has to lose weight for the tour? I don't think we were. No. Uh, I just saw a video on YouTube today where they were saying that the Live Motley Nation Crue, won't do the, uh, I don't know if it's Live Nation or not, but whoever's putting on the tour, they're like, you need to lose 40 pounds, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, that's mean. But it's true. Cause like I had an older, see, it's weird that you have all these older siblings that they didn't, they didn't, you know, um, encourage. I mean, obviously you would think it'd be like a record store. Yeah. Like your house should be, should have been a record store where you could have just like walked into one i assume there was a bunch of people bunking up and yeah. it's just like yeah i'm gonna go hit that like hip-hop record store and it's like we all listen to this in this room and then all right cool public enemy all right and then you go into the next room and they're like nah man rusted root, here. rusted roots where it's at <laughs> rusted root, yeah <laughs> send me on my but way like my brother Ecstasy. was so good to me in the sense that he made sure i listened to good music when i was young so like i knew great albums early on and i knew that there was a difference between pop and sell out music like Duran Duran and quality music like the greatest band of all time, The Police. So. <laughs> Knocking Duran Duran. Really? <laughs> Paul, you I mean, I love Duran Duran now. You said their favorite they song. Were, you have a favorite Duran Duran I, I love Duran Duran, but there's a credibility line between what they were doing and what The Police were doing. And that's that's where, and I learned about the psychedelic furs when I was in second grade. I was listening to psychedelic furs when people were listening to like, um, I don't know. Weird Al? Like, yeah, like yeah. weird shit. What was like Madonna? Which yeah. I, I know is an icon now, but that's there's a that's a bubblegum pop versus like a singer song like, like Tracy Chapman, which is their substance. It's like it's comparing, you know, um, I don't know, Jeff Dunham to 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 Marty DeRosa. <laughs> <laughs> Am I on the good end of that one or the bad end of know. that one? I don't know. I don't know where I went with that. I don't know. But there, but that brings us to speaking the, of our next band, Paul. They get compared. I was a lot. about to do. Were you going to do the, yeah, the, the, just, the Pearl Jam comparison? Uh, we're going to have to start this all over. Um, you fucked up my intro. Hold so, on, edit this out. Starting <laughs> now. That's how they do it. I, I'm told. We're not really doing that. Um, this is a great example of what I thought was the difference between quality bands, at least in the '90s, uh, and bands that were like the copycats. 
So what is this song called? Unglued? This is Unglued by Stone Temple Pilots, who I assume Paul is calling a copycat. Well, we'll take a look in a second. Aaron's mom's minivan. We're fucking rolling down Route 30. A little high. Had some beers. Oh, yeah. The driver's sober, though. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Is this the first song on the album? No. No. I think it's okay. like the fifth. Okay. But okay. arguably the best sophomore album oh. of... The oh, 90s. That's right. This was, a this second was one. better than know. Oasis. Uh, what's, what's the story? The story Morning, Morning Glory? Glory. I think we might have you on that one. Or a Counting Crows recovering the saddle. Come on, Paul. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Paul Trope. <laughs> Not a bad follow up, but I mean, it's tough to follow up. It's, it's app, my standard. Yeah. Yeah. Counting no, Crows. this album. Because I told you before we started recording that I was I was at a coffee shop recently and I was I was uh, just. Uh, out of my mind on an edible and I like to listen to music <laughs> and uh, I was listening to this one um, and uh, yeah you had this one you had Vaseline you had Interstate Love Song and then this one Big Empty Big that Empty, was the one that huge. was on the Crow soundtrack which was that's a, that's a, that Unplugged man with him there they look, that dude looked cool um, oh man Inter- Interstate, it is a great, I, I love Stone Temple Panics music wise there's songs that are undeniably good but yeah. like in terms of their credibility as a band, there was a lot of people that would say that they were a copycat band, sure. right? And especially those bands from the Seattle, the book that Marty and I talk about, um, what is it? Our Everyone Town. Loves Our Everyone Town. Everyone Loves Our Town by Mark Arm. Um, they talk about how they shit on this band. And well, it was Bush the, the, the singing style and stuff. Yeah, clearly. after like, Nirvana. Pearl oh, let me get, it's almost like stuff. you see a comic and you're like, I know who your favorite comic yeah. is. Yeah. Well, I would say like, because Soundgarden's also one of my favorite bands. And I, I mean... You're right, actually. Like, because listening to that riff would make it just it makes me saying, think of Soundgarden more than Nirvana right. or Pearl Jam. You're personally, about me, not Marty. Just yeah. <laughs> so that being said, but I, I still think Scott Weiland uh, as a vocalist, and absolutely a, a writer. I think like his emotion comes through in terms of the, he had his, the, his lyricism and exactly. I'm, I like an afflicted song. lead singer, you know, sure. or a band. And that in unplugged, general. that unplugged is good. Yeah, man, I can't think it of just, there's a. The I Want My MTV Oral History book. There's something he did. He, I don't know if like he asked for. No, it's in the it's in the book. Um, oh yeah, what did he do? He pulled like a real diva move. Yeah, he or said something. I want to have purple, but like a masculine purple uh, for his hair? shirt or something. Oh, yeah, like something. Yeah, it was in the book. Okay, it talked about it. Okay, but he he did have he started having his rock star uh, moments. But what a bummer yeah. if you but just happen also, to sound like somebody who's like real pop because that's like. A lot of times in comedy, you'll do a joke and then someone will go, oh, that's like so-and-so. And you're like, man, I don't listen to so-and-so. Right. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think with, with Stone Temple Pilots, um, I mean, I don't know if there was no Pearl Jam. I'm sure they still would have. Or Soundgarden. Soundgarden maybe been a popular band. But it was also, they got in when like the door was open and everybody was like flying in. And then they closed the door and like, oh, okay, well, you let too many people in. Candlebox. But, but yeah, I mean, they're, better, they're better, clearly a better band than Candlebox yeah. and they've had more hits Absolutely. than Candlebox and stuff. And he went on to do, what was that, Velvet Revolver and all those other bands yeah. and stuff. Flash and yeah. Um, I don't know. There, what, what's the purpose of, why do you have them on this uh, mixtape? Well, I think as time has gone by, I think Scott Weiland when I listen to his voice, there's something that just viscerally, you know, hits me. I still listen to their albums, them and Soundgarden probably the most. But now that you 
point that out, that influence of which I never really connected that they would have been a copycat band. Yeah. Of but but Bad Motor Finger was in 1989 or 91 earlier than yeah. STP. Super, so I certainly yeah. could see the influence, but I that's just like I I liked them because they always were a little harder than a yeah. lot of those bands. Yeah. I think they were a harder band than Pearl. That's kind of why yeah. I didn't like with that. some of the like punk. I felt like it was a little like not punk, they were harder but i just felt like like the uh like sex type thing and just yeah, some of those it, they were just like they had a bit more of an edge yeah I know? Thought, as, I, as far as being like oh there's like a copycat or whatever i'm like i don't know they seem to have like they seem to be uh, like rock a little harder is that when they when that when the that album came out 94 was when i just started playing guitar so playing learning to play all their songs were relatively easy yeah it's like some of the songs well you're a other, kid prodigy you should no you should i tell was everyone. i was like right. 50 at the time so um but but um it's true. There is that. There is that overlap, and they. But they have their. He has his demons, and they're sincere. I mean, he clearly has, like you said, having a a, a hurt uh, singer. It's 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 legit. It's not a fake thing like Candlebox, where they're just. He does sound like. Uh, um, well, Candlebox got a record deal before they did a live show. No, that's they cover really? that in the book. It no? kind of did. It kind they, of did. They had like four shows. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. But Maverick was Madonna's record yeah. label signed them. But. Sure. Well, this is a random anecdote, but given our generation, you know better than Ezra. Yeah. Right? You know how they got their name? No. So they were doing like a battle of the bands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember. Well, please. They were doing a battle of the bands, and I don't know what city. I don't know where they're I from. I think they're from New Orleans. And, yeah. Uh, you know, they're going up. Uh, they didn't have like a band name yet, I don't think, that they'd agreed upon. And uh, the the group before them was called Ezra. Ezra. And like, uh, they were like, what's your band name? And like, I don't know, but we're better than Ezra. Like and awesome. before they played their set. And uh, then that's what stuck. But Another band that uh, un, un, uh, they don't get the credit they deserve. They're a great band, better than that Ezra. That song, good, man. That's that a whole album was really good. And it's funny... Um, yeah, I'm not going to do another antidote, but uh, we used to cover a lot of their songs because they were a lot easier to yeah. play than Dave Matthews. Hey, don't feel like you can't <laughs> talk about your old days on stage. You haven't said a Dickie Barrett thing yet. Well, but I I'm, haven't had the time. There's you, been no reason because everybody can do these live. Are you a musician as well? No, no, no. <laughs> just Come a, prof- just just a professional a music yeah. journalist. Do you play any music? Uh, no. Oh. Well, then I guess I'm the only one that has you actual sure are, I can dance. Here. So yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, were you a professional dancer? Probably went no, to but gay I, clubs I, I on ecstasy. Dance. That's <laughs> not the same thing. That's not the same thing. No, but I, I do think that uh, STP got a bad name. but Bad rap. Bad, bad rap. Bad, bad name, bad rap because of that. But I also, I agree with you. The reason why I didn't like them was because I thought they were too hard. And, they, and uh, at that point in my life, I wasn't listening to like uh, heavier stuff anymore. Like you said... There's certain songs that you're embarrassed about that you listen to, but like I was, that's how I feel about Molly Crew, like listening to Dr. Feelgood and like Britney Fox and all those second tier hair metal bands yeah. that you got into mm. for a couple of years when The Blaze was really popular here sure. in Chicago. It's a radio station here. Yeah, but. yeah. Britney Fox, yeah. What was their song? Or what was the band? Firehouse, Don't Treat Me Bad. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like those are the ones that you're like, oh. That's not going to stick. If you had a firehouse uh, tattoo on your sleeve, you'd be like... God, I wish I did. Actually, don't there speak was a, so soon. <laughs> there was a band called Kingdom Come that sounded like Led Zeppelin. Do you remember them? No. You're Not the Only I Know was their song. Okay. It was yeah. a blatant Led Zeppelin ripoff. Yeah. But um, but it's so funny how... And going back to STP, where it's just like, someone's popular, and I don't think they do this anymore, but it would just be like, just sign everyone who sounds like them or looks like them. Oh, that's because the record companies were all like... that's. 
yeah, they open the floodgates. Because they're unoriginal fucking nerds. I would never talk badly about the record labels that have signed my bands <laughs> over the years. Right, but I mean, like, you know. They're, they, they're cop. They want to go. There's where definitely the bands at. you see and they get signed, and you're like, "Oh, let me guess why you got signed." You well, know? it's 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 same thing with comedy, right? Like, there's a there's a there's a scene. People are like, "Oh, we want to find the next Marty DeRosa." Hey, man, good luck with that. <laughs> but do you think? <laughs> good luck. You know, back when the record industry was still much more of a, I guess, an in, an actual an industry, industry. Yeah. physical, sure. you know, tangible good they were selling, that they were at least doing a better job of due diligence Vetting. and investment in terms of like, cause no. I, I, they had no so much money. No. They no had way. so much money. I think they were then. doing it like they do with movies where a movie studio will throw out like, 10 movies and like they just need eight one will bomb. One will do okay. And one will be a big hit. And they then would then give demo make, deals to bands based on who their manager was. Yeah. We would get, we get $5,000, but go make it song. And think of how many between you and all your brothers and sisters, think of how many albums all of you bought that just had one good song on it. And those would just, the other one, they would just sit well, at the they, bottom. I used to have, I used to just stack my CDs up. I didn't have a super lot. Uh, but I remember like the shitty ones were on the bottom. Like they just yeah. were on the bottom. Cause yeah. I, I didn't have like a, a, a fancy display case or anything like that, but they would just be on the bottom and then the, the good ones were on top. And yeah. it was just like, every once in a while I'd be like, oh shit, what is fucking <laughs> this one doing down there? Extreme. I was trying to think of a good one. One hit wonder. What was the one of those that I bought? Uh huh. No, I'm talking like I bought like fucking every once in a while like that like not Ramstein. I know they've got like some hits, but there was one like that that I bought that I was like fuck yeah, and it was just like. It's so funny to Prodigy. me. That, close. I think I got some. I got some hits. Your your vast background of i forget sometimes until you start like trash something. music yeah, like the, yeah some of the trash that you listen to is i know so bad i watched a doc on uh new metal on on youtube the <laughs> other day and i was just like i i don't like a lot of these bands but i like some of these you bands. do listen before we started you were listening to dancing i played you with the dancing song but that's just <laughs> good walking music <laughs> but i think in every genre in every genre there's good songs you know I don't. I. I see. I disagree. I think that uh, with metal, it's really hard for me to get Sorry. into, especially speed metal. I just can't get well, into it. That's, do you listen to it? I can't. I. I yeah. know actually a lot of autistic people who do though. <laughs> I do. It's a. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a, the amount of speed uh, and drums I read about. And I, it's like I couldn't walk to that. I think the rhythms of those like high paced drums yeah. is actually. I think it's a, a wiring. Yeah, maybe you're just wired wrong. Speaking of uh, <laughs> backwards way calling Marty. Autism. Speaking of drums, this next band has drums in them. It's the uh, the Talking Heads, and this is uh, I'd never heard this song, and I thought I was a big talking. This is a very guy. fun title and uh, a fun playoff of sex and violence, sax and violins. Yeah, let's I don't know play. If that's it. what they went for, but that's what I took away. I think that's what they did, Marty. Mm. Start. Oh, here we go. But I mean, really, does it start? Yeah. Did it really start yet? <laughs> oh, David Byrne. Always got to make things difficult. Yeah, that's true. Especially as Solar his career just, went on. Yeah. yeah. This is actually, a, a, that's why I picked this song, actually. This is a Talking Heads song, though. Yeah. It was but, the last song they recorded oh. as a band. Oh, nice. In Sand and 91. And it was on Wim Wenders' film. 
uh, the opening Vim Wenders and uh, German film director. Okay. You made it sound Paul knows like nothing about German did cinema. Did you know who that was? I'm so sorry. Of course, I know so much about German you cinema. You didn't know who that ridiculous. guy was. Marty, answer the oh, question. He, he the, most recently the directed the, the, the Pope a documentary about Pope Francis. That was his most recent okay. film was like, you know, like a year or two ago. Marty does but, Young Pope. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That movie, Young Pope. Pope Frank. So why, so why was this on? Because it was the well, last song? Talking Heads are, you know, them, they and the police are my two favorite Oh. And, oh, and Prince. Gonna, Those are my top I'm gonna three. I'm going to just sit like this one out and you guys can just talk. But, so uh, finally we have But the talking heads I would put taste. ahead of the police for All me right, personally. Down. But, uh, but uh, you know, they're literally, depending on the day, they could... Before we talk about the talking heads, can you explain to, to our uh, non-educated listeners and co-producer, co-host, why the police are such an amazing band? In your own words. Well, you have the floor for 25 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, great, great lyrics, great drummer, Boom. arguably the top 10 drummer, arguably. Yeah. Top three. Um, but man, they know how to, and, and their lyrics listening back are still salient, to be honest, despite how catchy Timeless the songs are. What I yeah. would but like, they even have like, they have like political message though, a lot of their songs. And it's like, okay, these guys wrote things that actually took a, took a position on the world. And I, I can respect that. And same. That's another reason Global I like David climate, Byrne as well. Yeah. I think he Global kind of, warming. you know, takes a position on like yeah. sociopolitical things. And that's something that matters to me, especially, you know, more so now as an adult. Yeah. I, I, uh, I love the talking heads. And I remember I was at a show at a record store called sound warehouse back in the day. Did you remember that store? That sounds very familiar. It turned into blockbuster music at some period, oh, but it was like a cheap, you can get cheap CDs, uh, cheaper than like, uh, Sam good. Did they have shopping carts there? Yeah, they did. Isn't that wild? But they would have listening booths. Yeah. Um, not like the full places where you can listen to everything, but I went in there. Just like a station. Yeah. And, uh, that's when, uh, true stories came out. Is that what it's called? Talking heads, uh, something stories. I have every right here. Anyway, that's and I bought. I was like, "This is a great song." And that was the first band talking as was the first band that I discovered fully on my own. Like my brother didn't assist me; oh, none yeah? of my friends did, because I just listened to it. And it was right when it came out. Talking Heads, true story. True stories. Eighty six. Yeah. Yeah, eighty yeah, six. I was a, a kid just walking around, enjoying my life. I was really I was next door to Marshalls. My mom was shopping. Um, what's that concert film of theirs? I was like, stop, start stop making, making sense. sense. Stop I was like, I'm, I, okay, I'm going to watch this. Their cover band. It was really good, actually, uh, based out of Bethlehem. If you haven't seen them, start making sense is their cover band. Oh, they nice. come through love, here. They come play Martyrs. I love a good I cover totally band. Like, there's another one locally, would too. would recommend really seeing too, them. Talking Heads cover band. But, really? Um, yeah, they're, he's, David Byrne's amazing. And uh, we had Dan Carlson on before, uh, and he's a huge talking David Byrne fan. He saw Talking Heads, or David Byrne when he was at the... Yeah, seen him a couple times. What was the theater he was at downtown? What's that one called? Congress. The uh, Chicago Theater. Chicago, Chicago Theater. No, okay. no, no, no. He wasn't. It was at Congress. Okay. And uh, he said it was amazing. And you could see the pictures on his uh, on his Facebook. And it was like so arts. There's so much art going on. With yeah, David he's a real Bruce. art. He's, he's a real artist. Very inventive. He's still, yeah, they perform lying down with the full brass band, stuff like that. I saw him. Marty perform at that on St. Stage. Vincent. I lay down on the stage a lot. <laughs> I, I really explore the space. I yeah, learned that St. from David Byrne. Stuff was really good. Yeah, yeah. that's but, pretty cool. I realized that the uh, the CD 
I was talking about was a band called Gravity Kills, and the song was called oh, yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Do you oh, that's from, uh, was it in Seven? Oh, it had no. to have been in one of those I think it was in Seven, movies. to be honest. It was, it you had bought to have the been CD? Off of that song, yeah. Because yeah. I, I always You know like, what it was when they uh, go into that, I feel like when... Like a bar that prostitutes killed, or okay, I think it's or that or that sex shop. There's like one of the sec when they're investigating that one murder. Sure, but anyway, is yeah. that whole movie about? Investigating? <laughs> Do you remember that yeah. song? Do you no, I don't know. I don't know the song. All right, you but we have to go out on it. I guess. No, no, we're going out on nice and smooth. Sometimes it runs oh, slow. That's right. <laughs> I mean, we could do a two for Tuesday. It's not Tuesday. You're huh. right. So what uh, what did you learn here, Tim? What did you what did you learn? How hey, let me play a little. Uh, you let me probably play a gravity that. kills for you. Dude. I'm not uh, the most entertaining to. guest, but no, uh, that was all right. The I learned this is gravity kills. You guys both are a wealth of music knowledge, and uh, you know, Somewhere understandably uh, are in the right uh, podcast business with the hey, oh, subjects. Yeah. This is the song. This what is, is gravity, it called? Gravity? gravity kills guilty. Piece of garbage. Right. <laughs> What a piece of garbage. You guys owe me $13.99. This is, um, this yeah. is who influenced Power Man 5000. No, Tim, Rob Zombie, should, his older brother. Is, no. is it his nephew or something, something I like think? That. Tim, you should have dropped the police stuff earlier in this podcast. We could have we could have gone on some wild tangents. Well, you guys can Martin. do a police podcast uh, called The Policeman. <laughs> and uh, you guys just talk about fucking called, bullshit police. Don't stand so close to me. That's yeah, there you go. Um, we are we're out of time. Yeah, this Ma- is a long Marty one. put on the red light. Oh yeah! Ending the podcast. My friend Roxanne is going to pick me up, so I got to get out of here. Oh, that's what you're going to go with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you're the king of pain. Here. <laughs> um, Tim, seriously, thank you for for giving taking us on the yeah, whirlwind man. ride this of was your a, life. This was. I feel like this was the most like tangent filled episode, but in a great way. Where we well, you went, went down a lot of wormholes. You went down rabbit holes. I always say wormhole. Do you say wormhole or rabbit hole? Uh, I, I say rabbit either. hole. Rabbit hole. I don't think wormhole is a real thing. <laughs> space, we went on a real a... wormhole. You always it's just not... make up words for. Things. I do. I like really do. Aquarium. I really make up words. Tim, where could? Uh, we, by the way, if you guys like this mixtape, which I, I I actually think is one of our better ones, uh, you could. Uh, it's going to be on oh, people. Wormhole is real. <laughs> you can uh, yeah, it's a speculative you can see structure it where on your wherever Sorry. you're downloading here. You can just click onto it. It's going to have the uh, iTunes ones because we don't believe in Spotify. Unless you're Spotify, you want to sponsor us, we'll talk to you. Tim, where can people find out more about you? And you can your follow stuff? me Instagram uh, at Tim Cox Comedy, and uh, yeah, if you want to see my show list, go to timcoxcomedy.com. There okay. you go, robust website, but and also it's got uh, dates. Follow us on our uh, Instagram page, Paul and Marty Mixtape. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have a, we don't have a, no no no. We don't have any of that nonsense. Check out live from Parts Unknown on uh, all this all the streaming. Yeah. Now that I got my money, just stream it. Who cares? Please. Now keep, that I'm rich. Yeah. Please keep listening to uh, and Good downloading album, by the, way. the Parts <laughs> Unknown on Spotify. Listen to it. Oh nice. So. Marty you owe me money. <laughs> and um, that's it. And then check and please uh, please look at our upcoming shows we've got coming up. Uh, Marty, oh, what's your... send me uh, or email us uh, just any music documentary that you come across. I'll, yeah. t- I'll take them all. We're I've gonna... probably seen them all, but I'll take them all. We should do a, we'll do a special on that too. We got an upcoming one about other stuff that Marty and I are going to let you behind the behind the curtain. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. All right, Marty. Anything else you're promoting? Uh, yeah, this next song coming up uh, from Nice and Smooth off the 
Ain't a Damn Thing Changed album. Here Stolen is, by Tracy Chapman. No, Tracy Chapman stole this riff from these guys. <laughs> uh, this said. is Sometimes I Rhyme Slow. Sometimes I Rhyme Quick, Quick, Quick. Thank you for listening. Peace. Come on, Tracy. You thought nobody was going to know? <laughs> it's fucking clear as day, Tracy. You stole this. Oh, yeah, I've heard this. Paul Marty Mix at gmail.com. Please send us your thoughts and prayers.